Good morning, everyone. It's Sally Kalen here, relationship coach, healer, and mentor. You are listening to my podcast, Relationships, the Good and the Messy. Thank you for listening in, everyone. I am delighted you are here. Welcome back to my regular listeners. I love having you here, and I am so happy that you are finding such value in these podcasts. And welcome to my new listeners. If you are new, please scroll back because I have about 180 other episodes, which I know you will find so helpful if you are in a situation in your relationship where you feel like you're struggling, you're uncertain, and you're needing answers. This is the place to be, everyone. So with that being said, let's get on to today's episode. And today I am going to share with you my life that was, as opposed to my life that is, meaning what was my life like when I was living with a narcissist, when I was living in a super toxic situation compared to what my life is like now? I want to take you on that journey. I want for you to to understand that it is possible to completely turn your life around. I know that when I was in my situation, because it went on for years and years and years and years, I questioned whether I really could have a different life. I questioned whether it was possible to heal my internal traumas because at that point I was aware that, you know, I was clearly ending up in unhealthy cycles because of my own conditioning, because of my stories, my narratives that was so embedded in my psyche. And it it took a long time for me to... Uh, to do that healing. I went on this journey that took years and years and years, which is why I teach what I do these days, because I want to make it so much easier and quicker for you guys. But um, I think it's really important that I share with you um, what you can expect to experience once you unlearn those patterns, once you step into that new version of yourself, so to speak. And to know, like I say, that you can have something completely different so it's available guys it is it is yes you have to do the work it isn't something that just happens necessarily overnight but i know especially with the work i do which um where i touch a lot on the inner child and of course really tapping into the way our minds are wired and that conditioning and those beliefs so with that being said let's go go through some of what I was experiencing when I lived in this very unhealthy situation and I I know that so many of you will have resonance with this and you'll be listening and you'll be going oh my gosh that is so me because at the end of the day when what's what I found comforting at the time as well and I still find comforting is we are not in this alone because I know it can feel so isolating when we're in these relationships and we think we're going a little bit crazy ourselves that there are many, many of us that are in these like millions, no doubt, really toxic situations. And it's not always the guy um, that is the narcissist or the one that, you know, seems to so-called have the problem. Um, it, it can be the other way around as well. But because I primarily coach women, I talk from my own personal point of view. But for any men listening, um, because I do get messages from guys sometimes saying, you know, hold up, wait a minute, you know, my wife was like this and, and I get that, right? So 
But for the sake of um, just simplifying everything and because I am a woman and I experienced this from a man, that's why I refer to the guy being um, the narcissist. But also, I always drop this in. I like to highlight the fact that it's not about just having a toxic partner. We must own our part. We must own our story. We cannot be in these relationships with these types of people unless we already have some kind of energetic match to that person, unless we have our own wounding being played out. And it's very easy to project onto the other person and see everything in that other person as um, what they're doing is, you know, incredibly awful and traumatic, right? And, And somehow we feel we're a victim. And I don't mean to downplay that, that we victimize ourselves and make ourselves feel small and poor me. Oh, look what's happening to me. Um, no, because, you know, I know in my situation, I, I was always like, no, I've got to own this. I know there's something within me. Right. Um, but it's, we can definitely feel victimized when we're experiencing incredible, like dysfunctional treatment from a partner, but we also must own that we in the first place would not be able to be in that situation had we not our own wounds, right? Because let's face it, there are, we, we can track different people all the time, right? But if you are a healthy minded person, meaning that you're aware of your wounding or you're, you know, you're very um, centered and strong within, you've done some inner work. If someone shows up that treats you poorly, you're able to literally put your boundaries in right away. And if that so-called narcissist um, doesn't, you know, doesn't like it, um, they'll just go, right? A narcissist is not going to stick around with someone that has boundaries and strength and knows themselves. And and that's just the way it is. And I know that can sound a little bit harsh, but it's true. And And I remember hearing this years ago with myself, it was like, Sally, what role are you playing in all this? And I remember thinking, I'm so nice. Like, I'm doing nothing. I'm such a good person. I just want to love that person. I'm trying to love him. I'm trying to be there for him. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to be that. And I remember my therapist at the time, my coach actually, she was an incredible relationship coach. She turned around. This was like over 10 years ago. This is so long ago. And she said, but you clearly are accepting this because on some level it is energetically aligning to a belief, a story that you have within yourself. And it absolutely did. And it was only when I began to take full responsibility for my own self as the adult I was and and make that decision to heal. And I went down the path, of course, of deep meditation practices and unlearning that cycle, unlearning the programming. And that is what I teach clients these days, right? Teaching them how to dissolve their conditioning, dissolve those... Um, patterns that keep them in the same repetitive cycle, right? Because we we must become a different version of ourselves to make changes. And I know I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, guys, um, but I am getting back to my life then, to my life um, now. I just wanted to add all this in because I think it's very important for you to, um, you know, be able to identify and resonate with with what I'm saying because I think it's super helpful, right? To know we're not alone and are many of us that are in this situation, but we can turn it around. So let me get into some of the, <clears throat> the typical things that I was living 
So when I was living in a narcissistic, abusive relationship, most of the time, <clears throat> excuse me, I always seem to get like um, a sore throat when I start talking about this stuff in detail. It's almost like that, you know, my internal energy state is trying to clear me still. Um, it's really interesting. Um, but I, the first thing that you may be experiencing, and I know I did, I was sad quite a lot of the time, right? I think at the time I didn't see myself as that sad person because I still was able to perform, so to speak, when I was at work or when I was with other people, I was always that happy person. But when I would lay in bed at night, there was this heavy sadness. So I was sad, right? I, can you relate to that? There was a lot of sadness. And again, I don't think I ever really identified with the sadness until much later in my own healing journey. And I remember realizing, thinking, oh my God, I was so sad, right? So I was sad. The second thing that used to, um, and this isn't in any order, I'm just giving you a sort of sort of general picture of what I was feeling and, and maybe you can relate. I felt very suppressed. I felt very... Um, like I was walking on eggshells, right? But I couldn't really speak and say what I really wanted because I was afraid of their reaction. I was afraid of how they were going to respond. And so there was this feeling of being inauthentic and being suppressed. So I was not living in my truth. And that is a really hard thing, especially someone like me. It's pretty much a free spirit to do because I initially with this person was very kind of just being myself, open, open. And because he was so, he could switch so quickly, I learned to suppress a lot. I learned that I couldn't be that way. I had to be more careful because he would just, you know, become very nasty and not very kind at all in any shape or form. So I was living a very suppressed existence. The, sec the third thing that I was experiencing, and I know many of you have experienced this because I've coached many, many people around this subject, I was living in a state of anxiety, like almost permanently. I believe I was quite an anxious person from childhood and I come to realize that because of my own trauma experiences. So I was already... So this is part two, guys. It got cut off last time. Um, so there was a bit of a problem. So this is, I'm carrying on from the last one here. So as I was saying, I was incredibly an anxious person anyway. Um, but this relationship definitely um, exacerbated my already um, anxious, my, my already unconscious anxiety that was playing out. And it was actually in this particular relationship, I had my first panic attack and ended up in the hospital because of some incredible trauma that went on in that relationship and it was a real eye-opener for me and it was around that time that I realized oh my goodness I've actually suffered with anxiety most of my life because of what I experienced when I was younger and now it's been brought to the surface because of this incredibly toxic relationship so I spent a lot of time very anxious so um, if you've come to this second podcast without going to the previous one, you must listen to the previous one. But just to recap, I'm talking about my life then when I was living in a narcissistic relationship as opposed to my life now and, and how I've healed and transformed my life by unlearning those unconscious patterns. So I'm going to keep going um, with this um, episode. Um, 
so yes, so I my life then was obviously, as I mentioned in the previous um, episode, I was sad, I was suppressed, I was incredibly anxious. And this goes without saying, I was also incredibly stressed out a lot of the time. Again, just living probably more or less in my sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight instead of the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest part of our nervous system. I was not in that very often. I was living continuously in my sympathetic nervous system, which is incredibly um, draining on your body in every way because you're literally dropping cortisol into your body and you are just feeling not good right a lot of the time and that's how I was living I was waking up and just not knowing what kind of moody was going to going to be in wouldn't know what moody was going to be in when he came home from work it just sometimes he would be really nice and that's the thing about living with a narcissist they have their moments where they can be very nice um, and you start believing oh my god it's not that bad it, it's okay and then if you do something that they don't like or if you don't respond in, in the way they want you to bang they're back to it and um, again, you probably know this, that another part of being with a narcissist is the fake kind of world you live in because there's this perception from other people that you seem to have this good life, oftentimes, not always, but I certainly remember going to work events with this person and showing up at different situations and it was just like, we looked like this excuse me guys this so-called happy couple but of course it was not like that at all right and and that's the other thing so not only was I sad suppressed anxious excuse me I'm very sorry guys I probably should edit the edit that out but I probably won't because it's just interesting watching this stuff come up and and clear as I'm talking um but I was walking on eggshells as well so you know um it's, it's a very inauthentic way to live, right? And you feel like you're slowly, you feel heavier in the body, right? You feel heavier. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to the second half of this podcast where I'm talking about my life now, because even as I like think about this, I, I kind of can't even like believe that's what my life was like, but it was for 10 years, um, give or take, right? Um, the next part of where, the way I was living, because I was in this relationship of feelings, it kind of gradually eroded my self-confidence in so many ways. I seemed to be seeking validation from this person all the time and I really felt like I turned into this needy person, but really it was my inner child being activated a lot. And at the time I, I was just not aware of that side of things as much, but I just noticed I would become incredibly needy and was seeking validation all the time. And so again, it all ties in with feeling sad and and depressed and suppressed and everything else that goes with it and it was exhausting it was incredibly exhausting Um, and I spent a lot of my time feeling so freaking tired right and my career took second third fourth place all the time because my whole headspace was taken up with this relationship and I say that not to blame it on the relationship as much but more because of my own wounding from the past, deep dark past, I had attracted someone that was a perfect match to me energetically. And then I was living out this trauma from my childhood in this particular relationship because that's what we essentially do. When we have unresolved trauma in our bodies, in our life, we unconsciously will call in 
different people, different situations. It may be one person you've been with for a long time, or it may be lots of different relationships you've had, but there's still that same energy where it's almost like the universe is trying to clear you, heal you, evolve you. But if you aren't aware enough and awake enough to, you know, sort of do that inner work, you just keep repeating the cycle, right? You just keep going around and around and you keep looking to the other person to be the one that does what you feel they need to do. And really it's only ever us. We are the only, we must change. Because when we change energetically, when we create a new emotional blueprint, our external world will also change. Right? That's really important to remember. So that was incredibly, um, um, like I say, an incredibly exhausting time in my life. And I really just felt that, you know, am I going to be stuck like this my whole life? Like, how, how am I going to get out of this situation? How am I going to make any difference to my life? Like, what am I going to have to do? And that is where, obviously, I began massive inner work. And I'm going to talk about that right now. I'm going to talk to you about what your life is going to feel like when you are um, coming out of the dark, so to speak, when you are coming out of your old conditioning and you are beginning to make changes, what happens? First up, like I said, and I keep saying this, it's our responsibility to heal. No one else can do the work for us. We have to have a shift within us because as we shift internally, we will perceive the world in a new way. We will have clarity, we will have insight, and we will start making different choices. We will respond to life in a new way. And like I say, the journey that I went on was unlearning my automatic responses to pain, unlearning my addiction to sadness and hurt and fear because I was so heavily identified with those emotions that I just kept playing them out. And like I have mentioned in the past, when I would attract a healthy person, I would sabotage that relationship because it didn't match me energetically. So when someone showed up that was calm and loving and wanted to love me, I would think there was something wrong with them or I would think I wasn't attracted to them. And I would tell myself all these stories because I was so wired for the struggle. I was so wired for the, the stress and the anxiety. It, it just didn't feel right. And that was this, that's what many of us say when we, I don't find him as attractive. I like, you know, I, I like the bad boy or I, you know, I still feel so attracted to my ex or something like that. Whereas this new person, he's so, he's nice, but he's boring. And that's because you hear that a lot, right? People get addicted to the drama, they get addicted to the pain, they get addicted to that that feeling, right? Because let's face it, if we grew up in some sort of chaos or we have those sort of internal trauma patterns, we're always going to try and replicate that in our adult life. And we are going to choose relationships that resemble the way we felt a lot of the time growing up, right? That's, and that feels then like inverted commas, normal to us, familiar to us. We keep doing that. So I began that work, that journey. I won't go into all that side of things on this podcast. I just want to give you the results of that work um, because I've spoken about that a lot as well. And it's all in my programs as well. Um, but how I, how am I these days? Well, first off, I am not sad 
at all, right? I am incredibly deeply peaceful and I feel a very, con- very contented and I'm very, I'm very happy. Doesn't mean I'm in a state of like joy constantly, but even when I'm not, I'm deeply peaceful. I live very presently now, but I'm very much about living in the present moment as well. I know when I was in my unhealthy relationship, there was a lot of living in the past as well, like unconsciously living again from those old patterns, right? Learning to become more present like was a game changer in my own life through my meditation practices. Um, by beginning to, like I say, unlearn the conditioning, I learned to become very present and that brings incredible peace. Learning to be present is a this is an art though you have to practice that but learning to not identify with my mind in the way I did my stories was such a healing experience I've learned to watch my stories right rather than identify with them but again I'm going off on on how how it all happened rather than just talking about the end results so I'm incredibly happy nowadays like very happy I am not suppressed in any way I I'm open and I will, I'm not afraid to speak my truth anymore. I feel alive. I feel free. I feel free to be myself. Even in some situations, which I'm still dealing with some, some things from the past, just, um, I won't go into it, but there are things that still come up. Um, but I can literally observe and not, um, become pulled into a situation. I can observe that particular person and recognize that is their stuff and totally be at peace with where I am and it wouldn't matter what they say to me even though they can be quite you know bitey I just I have nothing there is no reaction and I know this has happened because there is such a healing that has taken place within me with my inner child that she's safe and protected now by the adult me so when these things are when that's particular person that I don't have to deal with a lot when he can be a little bit difficult um and nasty even sometimes I just observe and I just think oh gosh I remember those days and I you almost forget right but it's just interesting so there's a real deep peace and um, confidence that I have within myself now because of course I know myself now um I I have no I don't suffer with anxiety anymore like that is completely gone from my life I like I said I spent so much time feeling anxious second guessing myself and stressed out and overthinking and that overthinking mind is a curse like it is so toxic and unhealthy um getting into stories getting into narratives and living that way living in your mind i now live it through my body like anchoring down through my body through my meditation practices and becoming present it's taught me how to stay rooted in my body as opposed to getting in my mind that's a game changer again guys so i'm incredibly um in a state of pace right and calm um the the other big thing that's changed in my life because i had such a need for validation and a need to be in relationships in the past i don't have that need any longer there is no needing a man oh i need a man no it's gone from i need a man to i will choose a man right needing to choosing is a completely different thing so many people are in relationships where out of a need Um, and it's interesting because I've worked with a lot of people that have been in toxic relationships and stuck around way too long and I know this was me because there was a need financially there was a need um, emotionally 
and this neediness that gets played out that we end up staying in really terrible situations out of fear, out of need. And it really is, it is a horrible feeling because you really do feel trapped. But you, again, as you heal, as you grow, as you transform, you begin to feel and make different choices. And what's interesting, it's as though your external world just meets, like rises up to meet you in such a beautiful way as you grow. Just so many things even this year in my life has happened um, that I won't go into, but just incredible. And it just reaffirms how much I've shifted to attract particular experiences in my life that I wouldn't have been able to even seen prior because certain experiences came into my life this year which were always there actually but I couldn't see them (laughs) it's so funny I won't go into it but it was it's like oh my gosh I never saw this before but it was always there but my energy my vibration was so much lower that I couldn't see it and as I've healed and became more free and more at peace um, yeah these opportunities showed up and, and yeah it's amazing so and I, one of the big things as well, I feel heaps more energized these days. Um, I am, I do still have a, a health condition, which I'm working through with this liver, which I mentioned in other podcasts, but I feel more energized than ever on a core level. So if you look at my life, how it was, you know, feeling stressed, feeling anxious, feeling needy, looking for validation, looking for approval. And then I look at my life now where I am incredibly whole, incredibly happy. I don't need anyone's approval. I'm totally at peace. I'm, I live a, a beautiful existence in so many ways. My life is not perfect and I don't claim it to be perfect. But I am so freaking grateful for so much of my beautiful existence. And that is something I want you guys to take away today as well from this podcast is to always focus on what you have and how grateful you are because gratitude is such a powerhouse in bringing in more of that to your life, right? Be grateful for all of it. And the other thing I want to mention before I finish up with this podcast today, these two podcasts together, I'm hoping that they'll they'll work together as I upload them, um, is to, to really remind yourself that, again, you have the power. You actually do. And if you are staying in a situation that is not good for your soul, that is hurting you, you have to ask yourself, why? What is the payoff? What am I getting from this? You know, have I got a pattern that is anchored in trauma and chaos, right? And so this is just that pattern. Because I know when I have worked with people in the past, and I know this for me even initially, as we unlearn our addiction, so our, for example, mine was addiction to sadness. When I use the word addiction, um, meaning there we are literally addicted to that feeling because for example I was so um sad growing up I was so stressed growing up with you know different things in my life even though I was externally happy as well sometimes but there was this chaos in my life right um I was addicted to that chaos I was addicted to that it became part of my makeup so I would create it wherever I went in some way even when I had great people show up in my life I would somehow if they got too close 
sabotage it but you know by creating that chaos and if I had a guy shop who created the chaos I didn't have to but it was still the same kind of pattern um, so yeah ask yourself you know what role are you playing in where you're at and what can you work on yourself today um, but I want you to know that unlearning your addictions to different emotions dissolving your old conditioning that you identify as you and creating a new version of you is absolutely phenomenal as you consistently for example meditate daily for example or you consistently make different choices to where you that you would have you will create those new neural pathways in your mind and you will begin to experience a different outcome in your life but it's about consistency so I hope this podcast has been helpful. This is, like I said, there's two podcast episodes here. This is part two. So please go back and listen to the other one if you haven't. Um, If you are looking for one-to-one coaching, I have my um, different programs. You can go to my website, sallykaylin.com. Come and follow me on Instagram. Please share these podcasts with everyone. The more people that hear them, the better. Um, And please reach out if you have any questions. I am taking bookings for February next year. My January month is now full. Um and yes like it's all about taking action and knowing that you can totally have a fantastic existence because i'm here to tell you yes you can um okay my loves have an amazing time oh and let me remind you i have my podcast episodes on youtube now not all of them though i would love you to subscribe to my youtube channel um it's i've only just started that youtube channel where i'm shifting these episodes some of these episodes over there but then i'm going to do a 21 day meditation um, program free of course on YouTube Um, in the coming months like I want to get that going in the start of the year like like February time Um, but I would love you to go and subscribe over there because I feel like you um, get a lot um, going over to my YouTube especially in the coming months when I start adding a lot more over there as well So thank you for listening and have a great day and I will talk to you all soon guys.